Hey everyone, welcome to a very special third episode of Game Talk. Today we're going to be talking about the Outer Worlds, the Nio 2 Alpha Demo, and an anti-loot box build. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Game Talk Podcast and Twitter at Game Talk 19. You can also come check out our webpage at GameTalkPodcast.com. Please leave your feedback with us at GameTalkPodcast at gmail.com. We will be on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms, so please feel free to leave us a review. Alright guys, let's do it! I'm Calvin. I'm Ed. And I'm Cody. And this is Game Talk. So Cody, what you got for news today? So today we're going to be talking in news about Nio 2. Um, for those uh, who may be following the news with Nio, um, and those who are not following the news with Nio, there's going to be a closed alpha beta, which is actually going to come out uh, May it's 24. Out, actually, it's out, oh, it's it is out. out. Right That's now. right. Yep. That's right. So, so the closed alpha beta is out, um, and and that's good. That's really good. Uh, a few select people, uh, I think at random is how they do it, um, was was given a code to download the game and give feedback for it, right? Uh, which yep. which I'll I'll dive into that here in a in a little bit, but I want to touch on some key points that I think are really really good for the game, right? So there's going to be new gameplay features for Nile, right? So. You can play now between a male character and a female character, whereas the game before, Nio 1, you only played as a male character. So I think that's pretty cool that they're okay. doing that. Um, also, with the new characters, you also have a bunch of new abilities. So have you have any of you guys ever played Nio? I know uh, Ed has. Yeah, uh, I have never played it. I have never okay. played it. Okay, so let me just kind of tell you what it's about real quick. Um, so it's a Dark Souls type of game. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you, you you can do variety of builds in there, just like Dark Souls. But for Nio, you can have uh, different stances for when you're fighting, right? You can have a high stance, which you're going to do more damage. A medium stance, where you know you can do some damage, but you can also block some damage. Or a low stance, where you're going to do little damage, but you can attack a lot, right? So right. doing that with um, um, certain weapons will also increase your damage as well. But what's new is you can dual-wield different weapons, whereas in the first game, if you dual-wield, they can only be like Cortana uh, type of samurai swords. Um, but now you can have like an axe in one hand and, you know, a mace in the other hand or whatnot. So you can dual-wield different types of uh, uh, weapons, which is pretty unique and pretty cool if you ask me. Yeah. Um, also, you got, new, uh, you got new abilities. So when you kill an enemy, um, you raise up a meter, uh, and when you fill the meter up to the top, you can summon down this creature, uh, like a spirit creature that will will fight either with you or it will like bone like uh, buff you really really uh, high mm-hmm. or whatnot, to where you can either tank a lot of damage or you can deal a lot of damage. Uh, one of the new features that was shown off in the trailer is you can turn yourself into a yokai, and I think I'm pronouncing that right. I could be wrong, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> a yokai is a very very big uh japanese samurai fat you know think of like a sumo wrestler mm-hmm. um with like demonic horns coming out of his head so that's a yokai mm. yeah um, and for, yeah so and the fact that you can turn yourself into one of those is is pretty terrifying uh i know i remember fighting them in the first game and they sucked they really sucked but uh 
that's that's a few of the new features that are coming with that. Also, I said I wanted to talk more about the the different characters to play between um, a male and a female. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to know, Ed, um, since you've played the game, I want to know what you think about that. Well, um, yeah, so I played the game uh, earlier today, and I play as a female. Uh, the male character looked very different from the male character that you play as, and you can also customize how your character looks. But it okay. just went with the default. I didn't really care. Um, I really didn't notice a difference between uh, the female character that I played this demo and the character in Nile 1. This, okay. I mean, but again, uh, I, I, it's just uh, like when you start the demo, you go through the tutorial area. Uh, mm-hmm. Not tutorial area, but basically a tutorial. And right. then you go through the first area. I did the first area and the tutorial, and I really did not notice any difference between the female character okay. and the male character from now on. What's the storyline in this? Like, I've, I've, I've never played uh, the Nioh game, so I, I don't know. Okay, like, what's so... The, what's the story? So the story, um, and it's been a while since I've played, um, so I might get a few things wrong here, but in Nioh 1, um, you have, like, the like the the spirit um, creatures that I said that, like, you can calm down or call mm-hmm. down into you or whatnot. Yours is stolen from you in the very beginning from, like, those really dark, evil uh, uh, yokai or some type of uh-huh. samurai, dude. Um... And the whole perspective and the whole idea of the first game is going through all these sorts of uh, challenges and defeating all these bosses or whatnot to get your own guardian spirit back into you um, and whatnot. So that that's the first game. The second game, I have no idea uh, what that's going to base around. Yeah, I don't when know did... either because the demo doesn't really go over anything. It just puts you right into the game. And, gotcha, by the way, okay. I did get to turn into what was that a young uh, yokai how do you spell it yokai why i don't know how you spell it why okai but yes it's not it's not it is a meter but it's not really a meter it's more like a circle that once it fills up you press the button and you become this like demon looking um fat samurai he's not fat actually He's actually you're actually kinda, he's more uh, he's more strong. taller than fat. Yeah, he's yeah. tall and very strong and you do have horns and you do massive damage and you can tank a lot. And I okay. did that through a tutorial. I did when I played the first area I did not get to turn into one just because there weren't a whole lot of enemies that I really and 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 maybe I just didn't notice um but I feel like I didn't need to turn into um, right, the challenge wasn't there for you. Exactly. I'm not saying that I'm good at the game. Definitely not because I died several times. It just <laughs> I, I just felt like I could do it without having to turn into the... I'm going to call him the demon-looking thing. Well, and here's the thing, too, that kind of separates uh, Nio from the souls. Is you want to save those uh, super abilities uh, for for a really tough fight, such as a boss or a really mm-hmm. tough encounter. Right. Um, uh, is it is it on uh, PlayStation ex- exclusively or is it on PC as well? No, it's going to come out on PS4. Okay. Uh, the Alpha, it's only PS4, but you can play Nile on the on the PC. It is available. Yeah. Okay. Just just to wrap it up real quick with it, um, I'm pretty excited to play it. Uh, I yeah. know I'm probably going to uh, download it tonight and uh, play it a little bit. All right. But uh, 
but with that being a wrap up, um, Ed, what do you have? Uh, what I have, well, it's a bit of a controversy just because we all know what we feel a lot about um, loot boxes and pay oh, to win. God. Right, we all experiences in games. Right, we know Destiny had its problems, but a U.S. senator, a uh, Republican senator, Josh uh, Hawley, 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 something like that. Hawley, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's uh, a senator from Missouri, the great state of Missouri, and he plans to introduce a bill that will ban loot boxes and pay-to-win microtransactions. So this article that Kotaku released, this is by Jason Schreier, um, and he basically had an interview with the senator, and he asked him a few questions, and I thought this were a little bit more interesting because I wanted to know what was the what was the senator thinking here, right? And the first question that Jason Schreier asked, and I want, and I also want to hear from you guys what you think about this. So Jason asked. First of all, I'm curious, do you have a personal stake in this issue? Asking about loot boxes. Is this something you have encountered in video games you have played? And this is a response from the senator. I, I have to be honest with you. This is Jason. I'm not, mas- I'm not, mas- I'm not myself a gamer, so it, it does not stem from my personal experience. It stems from being a parent of two little boys and talking to a lot of parents and also hearing by the way, from a lot of gamers who are concerned about what this uh, the C-suite is doing, which is the microtransaction, here, basically adding casinos to children's games. So my personal opinion is, since he's not a gamer, he shouldn't really be... Uh, shouldn't really be uh, criticizing right, it or it, writing a law about it. Exactly. He shouldn't be trying to pass a bill. Um, and I, know, I understand that loot boxes are a problem, but I don't think this will resolve. Um, I empathize with the guy because I'm a parent, but granted my kids aren't playing video games yet, I could empathize with him not wanting his kid to be playing a game that has that, like, where the kid has to pay to win, right? And where the kid has the opportunity to charge his credit card, like, a shit ton of money, you know, for, like, some stupid, like, skins for a a game, you know, like, I, I for me, you don't need to be a gamer to understand that loot boxes are fucking stupid. And loot boxes to, and, and 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 pay to win games are stupid. Loot boxes, I agree. To a point, are stupid. Now, here here is my defense with it. Um, the pay to win aspect, I do not agree with whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here's the thing. Um, Assassin's Creed is a prime or a prime example, right? So you have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, what was the game that came before that, Ed? Um, Origins. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Origins, Origins. and Odyssey. Yep. Okay, so. Both origins in Odyssey for Assassin's Creed. Here, here's the <clears> thing: <throat> I don't mind going in and dropping a few extra dollars, five, ten dollars on a weapon skin, or um, I do, but I'll, but but continue. And here's the reason why: if it's purely cosmetics, I don't see a problem with it. If I like the game, I want to show my support for the game, and if I have the extra cash laying around, yeah, you know what? It's all about fashion. Um, but here's the thing. Destiny, right? Destiny locked a lot of shaders, a lot of emotes, exotic emotes, um, behind a paid wall. Behind a paid wall. Exactly. That I do not agree with. I do not agree with them advertising, if you pre-order this, um, or if you, if you spend this much money on this specific uh, bundle, 
you're going to get this, but this is the oh, only yeah. way you can get this emote, or this is the only way you can get this uh, um, clothing or weapon skin or, or whatever it is that you're after. So, so, uh, so he goes on, and this is for uh, for Calvin, who has kids, and for parents who also have children. Uh, uh, Jason Schreier asks, do you have kids, do, do your kids play games with loot boxes in them? And this is the senator's answer. They do not yet. They're six and four. So they are not playing any games at the moment. But I've heard from a lot of parents who say that their kids, their stories about all the sun discharges, right? Mm -hmm. What are these weird charges on my card? Right. I thought I already paid for the game. How is it I'm being asked to pay more? Did I authorize this? How did this, how did the kid buy it? We've heard from gamers too talk uh, talk about this uh, ruining the integrity of the game by essentially changing the way the game works. So in my opinion for this, there should be no excuse as to why your kid uh, charges your card without you knowing. I you can always agree. have parental lock on your PS4 and your Xbox, right? You can you don't even have to put your card there in the first place, and you can have parental um settings you have parental settings on your ps4 and xbox that needs a, a password uh, to even authorize the transaction and stuff so there are ways that a parent can uh safeguard their children from um uh, well not safeguard their children but i'm gonna stop right there you're a relatively intelligent guy right but your average american yeah i would say average i would say a lot of americans are stupid as fuck all right they don't know that they can you know, parental lockdown, like their their TV, for example, or their freaking, like, their kid's uh, gaming console. They don't know they can do that. All they do is, like, they, they put their credit card information in there, and they, and they let them have it. You know, so that's the people who are saying, why am I getting these, like, you know, five, two dollars, you know, charges on my credit card when I've already paid 60 bucks for the game? You know, what's up with this? I think um. this bill is more protecting them, but just from, like, a concept, I hate, um, loot boxes like even like i, I but Grant, i'm on the fence with like if, if a game like gives you you know a loot box that you're leveling up like like an overwatch for example overwatch, right I, exactly. think, I think you get one every like uh like five levels or whatever no every, every, level? Every, every which game every level for overwatch every, yeah. every overwatch level is every level, yeah. level. Every level yeah. So, yeah so so you get some new yeah. skins that I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that you know you get some like a random like you know like a sticker or whatever or a new emote I'm, I'm fine with that but the second i have to pay to get something that should already be included in the base game, that you, you, you piss me off. Like, I will avoid games like The Plague that I have to pay extra for for aesthetic stuff. Because I still remember the day when you uh, you buy a game, you spend freaking whatever much money on a game, and you have to, like, in order to get, like, uh, like the cheats in Goldeneye. Remember, you had to, like, beat everything in, like, 007 difficulty? Right. Yeah, I, I remember that. Right, and I I love that. I wish more games were like that. Here, Still. here's the thing though. If we think about games like Fortnite, PUBG, um, all these BR games, Battle Royale, these are all pay-to-win mm -hmm. games. Overwatch, Call of Duty, um, uh, even yeah, even Overwatch and Call of Duty. I mean, every game now is gonna have a loot box, which, like I said, I'm okay with. Um, as long as it's not a pay-to-win, I'm okay with it. It's not mm -hmm. that big of a deal because most likely. The one skin that I'm going to buy, or if I'm going to buy, is going to be a skin mm -hmm. that I'm going to rock the whole time. Um, 
also to kind of get back onto the parents, um, I agree with both of you guys on that. Uh, but what I do also agree uh, is these parents that are letting their kids take their credit cards and debit cards and go and pay for games online through their PS4 or Xbox or Steam or whatever, these parents should know better and these parents should know like, hey, I need to watch this or I need to make sure that my card's not on this. Because how how often and how many times do you hear of, of people getting scammed on Xbox or people oh, getting uh, scammed on PlayStation? Exactly. So these parents right. should not be going out and buying these kids PS4s, PCs, or Xbox Ones, or even Switches for that matter, without knowing the po- the full potential and the full uh, the full potential that can happen. Exactly, they're they're buying like my sister didn't know either that you have parental settings on the PS4. That's her fault. That's not the the game's developer that inserted microtransactions in the game. That's her fault. Not not not. The, I understand that. Like, I hate loot boxes. So I'm with you as well, guys. I don't mind them as much as long as they're not pay to win, like Cody said. Um, But I also don't don't want to see them in every game because it... It breaks it. It pretty much... It breaks the... But the, the thing experience. is, I they're like in every earn. game right now. They are. Like, any new game coming they'll, out, they are in every single They'll game. have... Even in single-player yeah. games, yeah. they have loot boxes, which is... Ridiculous. And in yeah, reality, right? we can all blame Fortnite and PUBG for this, honestly. Because mm-hmm. if you take a free-to-play game like uh, in EA, EA yeah, for sure, EA Star yeah. Wars Battlefront too, what a disaster! Oh but no, if if yeah. if you think about Fortnite, free-to-play, right? Um, even uh, Apex Legends, free-to-play. Where do they get their money from? Hmm, microtransactions, from loot boxes, mm-hmm. loot boxes, exactly. cosmetics. You know, season passes. So that's all fine and dandy, you know. But if you're gonna release a free-to-play game. And then every year you're going to release like a $60 year pass or whatnot. Uh, I don't necessarily agree it's with that. It's not free to play at that point. It's not free to play. It's not free and it stops play. being exactly. free to play the moment that you have to start spending money to win. Mm-hmm. To win. And then here's the thing that I'm going to, that the article also discusses. So with this, they mentioned, Jason Trice said, you mentioned par- parents finding charges from their, ki- from their kids suddenly showing up on their credit card bills. That can happen a lot with microtransactions that aren't loot boxes. Why focus especially especially on loot boxes? And this is what the senator said. So both loot boxes and pay to win. We think the reason why is that it's foremost addiction development. It is an attempt for kids to, as I said before, adding casinos to kids' game mm-hmm. in an attempt to get them hooked, in an attempt to exploit them. We don't allow actual casinos to exploit children in this way. Why should we allow the gaming industry to do so? And with that, I I sort of agree a little bit because it can have that gambling right effect of oh what am I gonna get? What am I gonna you know well, I need exactly. to you know, yeah. roll the dice and uh, see what, if you, you know. think that's gambling? So can, don't go to Vegas, man. Like. <laughs> right <laughs> don't go to right i mean well where i live there's a casino uh about 40 minutes right so you can always do gambling but i can under i can understand his point of view was saying well we definitely don't want to introduce that addiction aspect of the look boxes because you know you don't know what you're gonna get you when you open a look box so it introduces that uh 
that little itch that a gambler gets, you know, am I going to win this? Uh, am I going to win? Right. You know, well, in this and, case, am I going to get what, what I right. want? And I'm, I'm personally guilty for doing this a few times as well. Granted, very few selective times. I've done it in D1. I've done it once or twice in D2 where I've had like five or $10, you know, just hanging around and I had no purpose for it. So I'm like, okay, sure. There's a few couple exotic emotes that I'd like or um, ghost shells or sparrows or ships or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I have, I have, I have done, uh, that as well. And I can definitely see where the addictive mindset comes into because you pay $5, you only get three, three engrams to open up. You pay $10, you get five engrams to open up. So each engram you're, you're opening up, you know, let's say you pay the $5, you have one out of the, th uh, the three, you open up the first one, you don't get anything. You open up the second one, you don't get anything. Open up the third one, you don't get anything. What goes through your mind? Well, I didn't get anything that I wanted. So what's another five ten or five ten dollars gonna hurt? Yeah, right. And that's that's and that's the problem. Up. That is the problem with these kids. Um, I just like I don't I, I can't believe that I'm so old that I remember that games didn't have loot boxes. You know, I'm with you. I remember a time where you like you say you bought a game for fifty bucks back in the day, <sighs> right? Yeah, and that was it. You got the game. That or the times that you had to actually think about the very first Call of Duties that came out, Modern Warfare's mm -hmm. and the uh, Call oh, of yeah, World at yeah, War, yeah. where you had to uh, you had to level up in order yeah, to unlock the to, stuff. You had to get good to get like like that special skin for the exactly. or whatever. Exactly. I, I remember even mm -hmm. even Black Ops Two, Call of Duty Black Ops Two. Um, I like, want a diamond, like a diamond mm -hmm. camo on mine that required over like a thousand headshots, I believe, just Jesus with Christ. one gun, one gun. And then if I wanted diamond on all my guns, I'd have to do all that again. You know. So do you guys think that this it's gonna pass because? This kind of happened back in like the 20, 2010, 2011 with uh, violence in video games, remember? And especially also in the 90s where there was a lot of violent video games. So there's always been this controversy in video games, right? Either violence and now microtransactions. Do you think that this particular bill is going to... I think the microtransactions will either... It's one of two things is going to happen. Either it's going to pass, or there's going to be some really heavy restrictions in yeah. place to lock that down. Now, I don't want to talk in circles here, so I'm just going to make this really sweet. But like, like we all said, I don't mind leveling up in each level. I get a random uh, loot box. That's mm -hmm. fine. But I, I, I think, I think it would pass, honestly, especially with the, the outrage of all these parents. Okay. We'll see. I have no idea. What about you, Kevin? Do you think it's gonna pass? Uh, probably not. Honestly, probably not. I think the gaming honestly, industry is too powerful, and the, and, yeah, and they're the gonna lobbyists bitch and moan, would, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Yep. I, I doubt it. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's gonna pass. There might be maybe a little bit of a better definition of how they can do loot boxes, but I don't think it will be a total ban or anything come close. To it won't it. happen right away. In Europe, we'll, though, we'll it did pass in Poland. You know, I would I would like to see, you know, micro, I, I would like to see microtransactions and loot boxes go away. You know, I, I, I want to go back to the days where you, know, you spend 60 bucks on a game and they, and you, and you get, you, and, 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 and you, you, and you get the whole thing, right? But, you know, I get it. You know, times have changed. You know, you gotta pay, you know, fucking piecemeal for a fucking game. Whatever. Mm. Well, in Poland they pass, Did so it really? they can no longer do loot boxes. Huh. Yeah, right. so in is Poland it? they cannot do that. So it is possible. Some countries have done it, but I don't well, think Poland's a pretty forward-thinking country. Right. Well, <laughs> I like like I was about to say too, I think it will pass, not right away. I think um, 
it'll start getting chipped away slowly and slowly mm-hmm. and slowly until it's to the point where it's completely done. Um, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Kevin, what do you got? So, uh, nostalgia. Not literally nostalgia, but there was a game coming out uh, this year called The Outer Worlds. Did you guys take a look at that, the uh, the gameplay video? I did not get a chance to. No, no. Oh. I have not gotten a chance to tell me about take this game. Take a look at say it. Take... It was like Evolve. Uh, no, no. This is like this is uh, looks more like... It, it's got like a mix between uh, Deus Ex and uh, Fallout. You know, because... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So this game uh, <clears throat> is from the original creators of uh, Fallout. So the the original game back in the uh, 1990... Oh, sorry. Uh, the late 90s. Um, so it's based in the future, and you play as a ship passenger that's awoken from cryosleep after like 70 years. So basically, you're going to fucking Captain America. And uh, you gotta like, you basically figure out like, you know, how to wake everyone else up. But it's it's a based in the future, and it's a really quirky Fallout humor. You know, like like everything's like, uh, like kind of like ni- 1950s, you know, kind of like aesthetic and all that stuff. And so it's, it's, it's an RPG. And... But it's not an open. It's got an open world, but eh. So you guys played Deus Ex, right? Like that kind of like semi-open world type feel. I have not. Yeah, I played Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of like that where it's a it's a relatively large map, but uh, I'd say I'd say medium-sized map, and you get like free right now. Yeah, medium-sized. Each mission you kind of like load into a new area for a new set of missions or whatever. Then you clear that and you go to the next one. It's 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 kind of like that. And you okay. get side missions along the way. And you have uh, companions and everything. It, it looks like a lot of fun. So it's got the RPG elements. You, know, you, you got strength, and, you know, speed, luck, and all that stuff. But one thing I thought was interesting was the flaw system. So, uh, like, say uh, you're, there's a certain kind of enemy that, like, attacked you or whatever. So you can have, like, a flaw that it debuffs you, basically. So you get, like, 50% more damage from that enemy. But it'll give you a perk, like say, like you know, twenty percent more of shotgun damage or something like that. So it's you take some bad, but you also get like a better perk on the other side. So I thought I thought that was interesting. Does that proc, or does that happen every time you get attacked by an ad, or is um, it random? I think it's I think it's more I think it's kind of random, but you can pick which ones you want. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, which ones you get. So I don't oh, really know. Okay. So when it does proc or whatever, mm-hmm. you can choose between what you want to do. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 but this game, like this game, looks like a lot of fun, right? The game, like the gameplay, looks very smooth. Graphics, graphics is good, and it, it's going to come out later this year. But it's going to be an Epic Store exclusive. Oh, gross. Yep. There it goes again. There it goes again, and it's going to be released on Steam, not six months, but a year. A year yep. late. Oh man. Yep. So whatever freaking drug deal the uh, the 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 Obsidian creator the the Obsidian development team did with the Epic Store, just a year exclusive. But it will be available on the Windows. Like like the, uh, the Let Windows me ask Store. You a question. So, oh yeah. okay. Let me ask you a question, Kelly. What's up? And this might be a little bit off the topic, but. Do you think that Epic and Steam is going to turn into this PS4, Xbox exclusive shenanigans? <laughs> As an extreme, maybe. Um, I hope not. But I hope uh, not. I'm hoping that you know, PC gamers who like, they, they like PC gaming, they I don't know, 
speak with their speak with their wallets. You know, like for me, I'm not gonna play on the Epic Store. I refuse until they get their act together and get a better storefront and with with the exact same stuff this team has. I ain't doing it. Or better. Right. Or better. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't, ain't going to do it. I'll wait a year. Or better yet, I'll freaking uh, torrent up uTorrent. You know, because it's a single player game, no multiplayer. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll just download the shit. Right. Uh, well, yeah. I, just... I hate, like, just like loot boxes, I hate exclusives. You know, like, you know, for consoles, I get it. You know, because, you know, you, you got to have, like, you know, Halo for Microsoft, you know, the Xbox. You, know, you got to have that, that draw to your, to your console. Or uh, what was it, Bloodborne on the PS4 and uh, yeah, what else? What else on Uncharted? Uncharted, there you go. You Uncharted, know. Horizon Zero Dawn, The Last you, of Us. Yeah, you gotta have that franchise to bring in new guys, right? But, but, but with I, PC, it's like a big umbrella. You can't be doing like, oh well, I have I have this storefront, so you can't play my games. That's stupid. I hate that. That's stupid. I do. I kind of switch gears here real quick, uh, Skimp. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some faith. Um, for anyone who's listening that plays on PC, um, and has heard of a game called Stellaris, um, mm-hmm. that was just a PC exclusive game, which is now on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. So I I do I do have faith with uh some exclusives to the PC that are going to be able to open up on. I mean, shit, my consoles, my, yeah, yeah my, uh, and, and Overwatch, Overwatch when was a. Uh initially pc right and then switch over to console yeah yeah no no overwatch was always released. was it really uh, at the same time huh. yeah well they released well minecraft the PC. well i think overwatch was supposed yeah, minecraft to just was be for PC. pc but they changed their mind since since we're since we are talking about epic real quick even though they're saying to digress um i was i was kind of stuck between two topics to cover this week guys um hmm. one one was denial the Niotu news, mm-hmm. and the other one was the Borderlands Three that's no, been going on with that. Um, and the reason same, why I didn't choose, thing. yeah, the reason why I didn't choose the Borderlands Three was there wasn't a lot of information. There wasn't enough to cover. Um, so I'm just gonna throw this out here. If you guys want to look into it, go ahead. But Borderlands Three, the pre-orders are being taken off of Epic. Oh, they wow. d- okay, so they messed up. So uh, they Epic Store had like a, like a like a store wide sale or whatever, and everything was like uh, like X amount off. Like, I, I can't remember yes. the exact amount off, but and they ended up including uh, Borderlands Three in the sale when they weren't supposed yeah. to. Yeah, so people got Borderlands Three for like twenty twenty five dollars, maybe even thirty dollars. And right? and, I, and I hope they honor those sales. You know, they, they I know said, that sounds like a steal, right? They said <laughs> that they will, but you know what? I have no idea. I, I hope I hope they do. But yeah, that's another game right there that, that I'm not gonna be playing for those six or eight months. You know, same, same. Yeah, it's a shame. So remember, guys, speak with your wallets. Like, if there's one way to really get to a gaming company, like a game developer, is speak with your money. You know, like don't like like don't like post angry comments. You know, or like wag your finger at them or hold up a sign. No, just don't buy their fucking product. That's how you do it. Don't buy it and don't play it. Destiny yeah, exactly. Two is a prime example. Mm-hmm. Anthem is a prime example. I I haven't like I uninstalled that game and like this. I haven't touched like, it since February. What? Yeah, I mean, I think we played it for a week. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been it's been a few months. Yeah, but anyways, speak with your wallets. 
Pick with your wallets. That's the advice from Calvin. That's that, that's the weekly advice. Weekly advice. So now, what are we playing? So, Cody, what are you playing? So last week, I uh, I touched a little bit up on uh, a free LC that came out with Total War Warhammer 2. And I don't feel like I quite explained myself um, good enough for you guys and for the audience here. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. So Total War Warhammer 2 is a fantasy strategy turn-based game where you have different factions. And I talked about this, I believe, last week as well. Um, but you start off in a city. Um, and these cities have provinces that connect to each other. And in order to have the whole province, you have to obviously have a whole city, right? When you have a whole city, you can give commandments to that city that's going to do a variety of things. So, prime example, if you're playing as, like, the vampires, you can have that whole province start spreading vampire uh, corruption, which is going to start killing the... Um, the vegetation and, and the life and any other people that are not vampires, so humans and uh, goblins and uh, Norska and, you know, uh, all those different factions that are going to cross through your land that are infected by vampire corruption are going to start suffering attrition and taking really heavy casualties, right? So the idea, each faction has a set objective that they need to do or they need, they need to complete, like... Uh, you need to take control of this, this, and that type of uh, objective, right? Uh, you also need to destroy this faction or destroy that faction or complete uh, certain rituals for your own... F to achieve victory in the map. Exactly, Pretty exactly. Much. Okay. Um, also, Total War Warhammer 2 has a new... Um, a new free LC that I was talking about that added a new uh, Book of Lore for Magic... Um, to play with um and what it did is it gave the human race basically the human players um a new new magic type so instead of being able to only cast magic of the heaven or magic of light they can now cast magic of death all right and, and that's a really big big deal for that uh specific type of faction right so i've been playing that a lot um and I just wanted to clarify kind of what the game is about and and whatnot and just touch up on that real quick. I've also been playing Surviving Mars and that's that's been that's been pretty fun. Um for those who don't know what that is, it it's a strategy game as well. It's a city not a city, I'm sorry. It's a base building game where you pick a sponsor in the beginning, um, and you pick what you want to take to Mars. So you wait, sponsor? What do you mean, like a Ford or Chevy or something? Like no, that? I'm sorry. So you have different sponsors. <laughs> so you have like uh, the United States, Japan. Um, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, right. different sponsors. But there was a new thing that came out for it called. Uh, whew, I forget what it's called, but you basically terraform uh, the red planet into a uh, a green, breathable, livable uh, planet, such as Earth. Really? Yeah. Um, and like I was saying with the sponsors, each sponsor has different uh, abilities. They're not abilities, but y you can choose different things, such as, you know, America will give you like thirty-two billion dollars, right? Whereas and capitalism, yeah, capitalism. That's your that, that's your exactly right. exactly. And then you have like Japan, that's only going to give you, you know, like eight billion. So 
who you play as is really determined on what you can do early on. There's also a new sponsor in there to help terraform the red planet into a green planet. And what they do is they you have certain trees that you unlock throughout the game. And this terraforming sponsor will have a certain amount of trees already unlocked uh, that you can already start the terraforming of that planet, right? So I played as the terraforming planet uh, sponsor. I forget the name of it. Um, but I load into it, and you have a bunch of uh, problems early on, I should say. When you load into the game, you can choose any place you go on the planet. So you can click randomly on the planet, you can rotate the planet, you can type in coordinates that you find off of like YouTube or or whatever. No shit, so like so like the map actually like mimics with the like the actual fucking planet, like Mars? Exactly, yeah. So Oh man, that is cool. Right. So let's say, you know, I find a really cool spot and I'm just gonna make up a number here. Let's say it's like thirty two south and forty nine west, right? Uh, I can type that in like our Discord chat and say, Hey uh, Calvin, go check this out, or Ed, go check this out. This is a really good place. You get into the game, you type in the coordinates, and it'll take you to the same exact spot that I found. No shit. Yeah, so you can That's click. That's pretty damn cool. Huh. Yeah, so you. That is, that is really cool. It, it is pretty unique. So you can click anywhere on the map and you or on the planet, and you can you can spawn into that specific location. It will also tell you before you click OK, like that's where you want to go in the bottom left hand corner. It'll tell you. This, this area has really high meteor showers, really high dust storms or, or um, whatnot, and it's got really low-grade water, but really high metals. Okay, well, that's fine and all, but I don't want to deal with the meteor showers, and I don't want to deal with the dust storms, and it's got really bad water. So I don't really... What about, uh, what about radiation? Do you have to deal with that? No, there, there is no radiation. Really? Um, oh, okay. Well, actually, you know what? There, there might be. I, I don't think so, but there might be. Uh, just just okay. the meteor showers and the dust storm is what I really remember. But anyways, to give my experience, I loaded into the game. Um, I started building my stuff. Uh, you have to build a concrete extractor, uh, which will you know, gather up concrete on the planet and turn it into concrete cylinders. And that's going to be your base building block right there is concrete. So concrete and metal. And how you get metal is either through... A metal deposit that you find in the planet but the only way you can get that metal deposit is if you have colonists colonize the planet and inside the radiator or the uh, circumference of the the dome that you build that material mm -hmm. uh, deposit has to be within that, that circumference right oh okay. so then you ask yourself okay well how do how else do i get metal because you need metal to build things you need metal for uh, upkeep you know um, for power, like your uh, solar panels or wind turbines or sterling generators that generate your power, those all cost machine parts and metals and whatnot. So mm -hmm. a lot of people, or I guess not a lot of people, but myself, I asked, how the hell do I get fucking metal? I don't have enough resources to start a colony. I don't have any water going. I don't have any fuel going. So I can't land a rocket and send it back up and get more resources and come back. Uh, to the planet but what you can do is you can request like a, a supply pod and in the supply pod you can choose okay i want this much metal or this much uh power generators or uh prefab 
buildings for like uh, fuel refineries and whatnot. Um, and you can you can launch that uh, that probe down uh, to the planet and resupply you until you can get enough power um, to start building a fuel refinery and start building um, water accumulators and start really starting the process to be able to sustain life on the planet, right? So I ran into that problem, but it was an easy fix. And I think I got too caught up in myself because when I had all my resources and I had my water, I built my dome. And in my dome, you know, I built two apartment complexes that can house 24 people, right? So I brought over the amount of calls calmness that I could, but then I ran into a problem because I had so many factories or so many uh, things that I had dedicated to doing certain things, um, such as the metal deposit, um, a factory to gain polymers, a factory to make machinery parts, a factory to make electronics. When you bring colonists to that planet, you have to have certain types of people um, that fit that uh, trait in a way. So your engineers, you know, you want them working in, in those factories. You want them working in, you know, your polymers and your uh, machines and electronics and and uh, and metals. Now, do you get to do you get to pick what kind of people you like the colonists you bring over, or is it like a like randomly generated? Yes, you can. I did not know that at the time. So when I brought colonists from the Earth to the Red Planet, um, you know, I just clicked launch, and you know, I brought twelve people. And I just kept doing that until I reached my maximum housing capacity for my first dome. And I noticed that I wasn't gaining in much efficiency. And I was like, why? What? Like, why? I have all these people working in here, but I don't have good efficiency. And I couldn't understand why. And I finally figured it out that people without traits, you know, just regular colonists that you bring, you want them working in like a grocer. You want them working the ranch. You want them working the diners and the casinos and, you know, the, the typical uh, things that society needs uh, for entertainment on the planet, right? So I got into a big disaster. Um, I was running extremely low on water. Uh, my water deposit was almost depleted. Um, I wasn't making enough uh, uh, machine parts or electronics to have the upkeep and repairing all of my energy or all of my power so eventually I lost, I lost my water, I lost my uh, air supply, my moxies and um, whatnot, and eventually it just got to the point where it was just beyond the point of no return. So, but from what I, I, I did, yeah, the, the game beat me. Um, but here's the thing is I really enjoyed it. Um, did it suck? Yeah, because I sunk, I sunk eight, ten hours into it, you know, into one specific... Uh, damn, so it, it, it took you that long for, like, one base? Oh, yeah. I mean... Pretty much? Oh, damn. Okay. So, and, like, here, here's another cool thing, too, is, you know, because I started a, a different one. You know, I went back to orbit or whatnot, and I, I chose a different location. Um, So you can have multiple domes down. Um, and you can also connect your domes from one dome to another dome with a tunnel. Um, You can either have an underground tunnel, or you can have... A tunnel, or not a tunnel, but like a... Like an archway type thing. Yeah. yeah, in a way. You know, like how you go to the airport or whatnot, and they got the uh, the shit that fucking moves forward or whatnot. 
Um, and you just yeah, stand there I know and it just moves you forward. So the yeah, moving sidewalk. Yeah, moving sidewalk. Moving sidewalk. There exactly. We go. Yeah. So <laughs> you you can connect those to to domes or whatnot. Um, so you can have one dome just specifically dedicated to workers, right? Uh, or jobs. So you're gonna have electronic parts, machine parts, um, polymer factories, and and you know metal factories and whatnot. And then your other dome, you can really dedicate into your living quarters. And this is where all my people are gonna live at. So. Other than that, I mean, Shit, okay. yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty fun. You have uh, anomalies scattered, scattered, uh, anomalies scattered throughout uh, uh, the planet where where you go and um, uh, you have a, an RC car basically, and you can go and scan it, and it'll give you research point to go through your tech tree, like I was talking about earlier. Um, and each uh, soul, which is basically one day, each soul. You get 300 uh, or 400 or 900, however high your uh, your points are for research, but you accumulate uh, research points over time, and that is what gets you through your tech trees. So you might, you know, you might be starting in like an engineering tech tree, going down through there, uh, completely go all the way through it or whatnot, start up a new game and start going down the engineering tech tree again. But what you remember from the, the previous game, it's not going to be in the same order, right? So let's say like number one is now number like six and number six is now number nine. You know what I mean? So it completely like uh, changes the play style and variety of the game every time you go in and play. Awesome. Okay. So, but yeah, okay. that's... Uh, Sounds good. Is that on Steam? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, and and I've, right. I've been playing that on the, the PC as well. Is that a uh, multiplayer game? Um, you know, I don't. Actually, I think so. I think you can. You know, I, you know, I don't want to say anything because I'm not. I'm not sure, but I think I think you can. But uh, all right. But anyways, still, it, it, it's a good single player game. It's a good single player game, and especially if you like city building, like uh, City Skylines. Um, it's not exactly like that, but you'll kind of fit in with it. Um, so Calvin, what about you? What are you playing, bud? Well, I'm actually playing a very similar game to what you're playing right now, and that's uh, Northgard. Mm. It's, it's kind of a mix between uh, Civilization and uh, Age of Empires. Okay. So uh, it's based in North times. Uh, no, sorry, Norse times, back in the like eight, 800 AD, something like that. Right. And you have different clans you can play as. And so basically you, you start the game up, and you can pick how big you want the map and everything. Like I usually pick like the huge map because it's more fun to explore. Right. And you start off with like a basic building that spawns villagers and you start off with four villagers. And you have to meet victory conditions just like you had to do when uh what was the game? Uh, Total, Total War Henry talking about yeah, Total yeah, Victory things. So you can do either domination, you can kill everybody, uh fame, uh you you can do trade or wisdom and other stuff. Okay. So you have to explore the map. Like that's the first thing you gotta do. So the first thing you gotta do to make that game is you gotta get a you gotta get scouts. You gotta explore the immediate area that we can exploit it. Now to exp- like to conquer an area or colonize an area, you gotta spend uh, like food on it, and that gets more expensive each time. So you gotta be like strategic on which ones you pick. Right. So and also those areas can have wolves or bears in them or fucking other people, and so you you, you gotta be careful about that. 
And there's also tech triggers and that you can uh, go through. Like the, there's a trade tree, there's a military tree, and uh, and, a, and a resource gathering tree. But and you also got to be strategic on which ones you pick. And you everything depending on happiness, you can build breweries and everything to make people happy. It's a very in-depth game. It's, I think it's only like like four gigs big. It's a very like small game, but there's a lot you can do with it. And I want you guys to buy it because like, I think you can play like up to four people or something like that. And it's a lot of fun. That sounds cool. And I, I've been eyeing that game before. I've seen it on Steam and it's been on sale. Yeah, I, 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 I've only got like maybe like about seven hours in it so far, but it is a lot of fun. And and there, there's a storyline to it, which I've only got to chapter four so far, but it is it is a lot of fun, man. It is. Yeah, it's it. I know the game has some survival um, gameplay to it. So what oh, yeah, exactly so, is, yeah. is that? So uh, the more people you have, the more resources you're going to consume, like uh, food and wood and stuff like that. Okay. And it's all based on how many people you have, and also like the like uh, the the current season. So winter time, mm-hmm. you're going to consume more food and more wood. So before winter happens, you got to make sure you stock up on wood and, and food and food because right. it's, yeah because because you're not going to generate as much. So hunting is big. Hunting help you out a lot. Fishing help you out a lot. And just storing food, or you can be a really big in trading and get a lot of coin, and just buy it during the winter time. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you have your option to either do it yourself, or if you have enough money, obviously you can just buy it and not rely on basically your own. Yeah, but what I found so far is you have to like you got to balance everything perfectly, because okay. there's no way to slow the game down, or like you can pause it, but that that doesn't really do that much good. So it, it's all on one time frame. So you got to be really careful what you pick because once the winter comes around, that could mean you know like you like life and death pretty much. Right. But why? Right. Why if I pause the game would it not be good? Like would the season will continue or? No, no. It it just it just pauses everything. Like like you can pause it. and You can like look around and stuff, but you can't really do anything. Oh, okay. So it's just like a, just a regular pause if you actually have to do something and step away. Yeah, from pretty much. Game. Okay, because I know in Total War, there's a lot of times where you can pause um, and essentially, uh, this kind of comes in the battlefield area, where you can pause and somewhat tell your units to regroup, right? They will not regroup right right there and then, but once you unpause it, right, the units will follow that command, right? Or go where you wanted them to go. So there's a lot of there's a lot of pausing and stuff like that sometimes in total when it's really intense and you you have so much that you have to pause it to kind of take a look and see where all your units are and where you want them to go. So okay. So I've 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 beaten two maps so far and both times I've beaten them I I got trade victories. So early on as soon as I could I built a I, I built a harbor mm-hmm. and I started mm-hmm. doing a trade routes to get a, to get a trade victory and I think you can you need 20 uh, 2000 crowns. To, reach, uh, to do a trade victory and yeah so okay. it's there, there's like four or five different ways you can do it okay so like you can like just roll them over like kill them all or you can get enough fame and stuff like that okay awesome well that sounds like a game that uh, i'll probably pick up when it goes on sale on steam because it's been going like i said i've seen it several times on sale and i'm like ah i should get it i should get it but i'm worried about survival games because i'm not a big fan 
So it's it's a it's a survival game, yeah, but um, it's it's more part of like the the base building survival, you know. Right. Cool. But yeah, that, that's what I'm playing right now. Oh, and obviously Overwatch. We're all doing that together. It's yeah. Overwatch anniversary. <laughs> yep. Uh, I enjoy that game. Which I think we might be playing later. It gets steamrolled by guys who've been playing it for like years, you know. Right. <laughs> awesome. So Ed, uh, what are you playing right now? So for me, uh, I'm basically gonna give you the four one one on race two. I actually finished the game, the story, nice. uh, if we can call it that. <laughs> so basically, uh, last week I talked a little bit of my first impression, but I've only had about two to three hours of gameplay. But now I've seen a lot of the game, and I like the game. But I will I would say wait for it to go down on price. It is a very short game. Uh, if you if you do the story only, it took me about nine hours, and I did some side missions. But unfortunately, the side missions are very repetitive. You know, you have you have where you go uh, to find a dead ranger, and that's basically what you do. Or you go to uh, get a perk and you go to an arc. That's what they call, and you unlock it. So, so, so they're fetch quest basically. It's a what? Sorry. A uh, fetch quest. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of fetch quests, uh, but because nobody really gives it to you, it's just out there in the map. So it's not mm. even that. You don't even get to talk to people and say, "Hey, could you get me this? Could you get me that?" No, it's whether or not you want to do it. Mm, okay. So you Is don't have to report back and to cons anybody. To it? It's a, is there any pros to completing those side quests? Right. Is there any pros or cons? Like if you don't complete them or... No. And I would okay. just... Uh, yeah. So I did a few of the uh, the side quests. And yeah, I mean, you get money, which you can buy things with it and buy... Mm. Um, uh, and, and obviously the arc would you get a new ability. But to, to, to be honest, I only has three total abilities my range my superpower melee attack and i had like a hulk smash type of ability and i still have room for two more and i didn't even go after them because i felt like that was enough to beat the game mm. and, and you did yeah yeah and i was playing normal difficulty and i still could have found two other weapons um but i didn't so I only kept using my auto rifle, my assault rifle, and my shotgun. I I will rarely use my uh, hand can, uh, my pistol. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was not challenging at all. The enemies were basically <coughs> the same; they were just goons. So you had about you had your humans, right? And they were more outside in the world, in the real world type. And sometimes you will encounter the goons where the authority, which is like the, the mutants, right? And uh, when you went into the facility, those are the only enemies that you fight, the, the authority. That was it. That, that was it. It was just those two. There were no surprises in regards did they to... Leave it open like, for, did they leave it open for DLC? I'll, like more missions? Possibly? I'll get to it later here. So, uh, yeah, because they... I'll, I'll tell you about it, because... Let, let's just say they finish with a cliffhanger. So the the missions do have boss fights, but they're so just unsatisfying. The first half of the campaign, which is only about eight missions, so the first four missions, 
you fight a big ass ogre looking thing, right? And you just shoot at it. And they go down pretty easily. There's no mechanics to it. They shoot you. They they'll shoot lasers at you and kind of like uh, they'll try to um, melee you. But besides that, you can basically outrun them. And then the last four missions, you fight the same ogre. But here's a twist: you actually, before you damage to them, you go ahead and you shoot at them. It, they'll have like a like a a box in the in the, in the middle of the chest and you shoot that once you um uh, take it down the, the like the life bar of that box goes down the boss kind of like uh gets stunned and some cylinder comes out you shoot the cylinder once you break the cylinder part of the shield uh goes down once you destroy both cylinders now you shoot at the boss because now he has no shield and you kill him and it will be the same fight as the first half the only thing is that you sh you gotta break that shield and then shoot the cylinders that's it and it's repetitive the final boss fight was basically you fight general cross right and you fight him the fight is cool because it's like up and personal and he's really powerful right but you beat him there's some few ads but then you kind of don't kill him right he pulls that old joke on you ah, i'm not really dead i'm over here you just fought like a copy of me right and this is not my <laughs> final form this is not my right so then you fight him again whoop de doop de doop but he's like in this big ass ogre and mm -hmm. the ogre fight is definitely different but you still end up shooting like um the same like the cylinder looking things it comes mm -hmm. out of the body right but it's like a big ass boss that's the only difference right really yeah and then he leave and then you kill you as well i can't say you kill him you the, i'm not gonna spoil this but you do something to him right that you were working toward and then something happens to you right and then you get you know you know something happens to you that makes you think like oh shit what's gonna happen here right it's my character gonna you know uh, you know you live, but do you, but you don't know if it's going to be good or bad, right? So, it, it leaves it off with a cliffhanger like that. Right. Uh, so I really think you need to play the first rage. The first rage. I'm not. You don't need to play the first rage to play this one though, because it's a completely just so standalone like story. A, like 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 a like a compared contrast, you know. Well, right. yes, I, definitely, but you don't have to play rage one because, it, like I said, it's a self-contained story. Mm -hmm. Uh, that one other thing that pissed me off was I was in a cutscene and then all of a sudden the audio will go off, will cut off, Ooh. and then they were moving their lips. Usually happened with the bad guys were talking, and I could not under like I couldn't hear what they were saying, and it, it just cut off. And then a few seconds later, I could hear it again, and that happened like two or three times. I I was a little bit pissed because I'm like, well, what did he say? I, mm -hmm. You know what uh. What what are you playing this on? I am playing this on my PC with okay. a 1080 Ti graphics card. So oh, okay, that's another thing that ticks me off is like game companies releasing games nowadays that are like you know 90% done, but they have but those that 10% is not done is usually like you know game crashing bugs. <coughs> Anthem. <laughs> Anthem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so that's. That's what I felt about the game. It was overall 
okay, like your average game, but it was mm-hmm. fairly short. The side missions were repetitive. Um, you, I encountered a few glitches, so uh, and bugs. Uh, I didn't like that. Um, other than that, um, I w- I would recommend it only if it goes on sale. If you get it for like thirty bucks, yeah, because there is there is a story there, even though <laughs> it's bare minimum. Uh, the shooting is amazing, though. I, it is very satisfying. And it's a fast action pace game. You know, a lot of times it was so chaotic that I'm like, what the hell is going on in, this, uh, in the screen? I cannot tell what's going on. That's how chaotic it was. So if you definitely Damn. love that rush where it's so chaotic that you're like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. I'm just shooting it. And a bunch of things exploding and stuff like that. You'll enjoy the game. So but, quick, quick question real quick. Um, uh-huh. I haven't played it um, and I haven't seen any gameplay of it. But by you describing that, I'm kind of getting a vision of Doom. Yes. I, I mentioned this before. It's definitely, it has that Doom vibe very much. Well, okay. it was made by Bethesda, right? Uh, so well, it was published by, by Bethesda, but I think some of the, I think, um, I will have to look up the developer of it. I know uh, it had co- uh, collaboration with Avalanche, and they're the, the makers of Just Cause. Uh, series and you know that series is very very chaotic in terms of the of the gameplay. So yes, it was made. It was developed by Avalanche Studios. So um, they are known for the just cause, but it still has that uh, that doom. It it didn't remind me of just cause, even though there's a lot of explosion and stuff like that. It reminds me of Doom and Mad Max because of the driving. Okay, with your vehicle. And you can do races, okay. and you shoot with your vehicle and stuff like that. Um, and, and so, if you like those two games, well, you'll enjoy Rage Two because it combines both of them. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So now we're gonna talk about what we're excited about, and what I'm excited about is probably gonna draw some sound from Ed here. I'm excited about binge watching uh, episode. I'm sorry, season eight of Game of Thrones. Boom. I have not watched any of it yet, because I because I, I like to you know watch things like one after another. Like I, 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 I like to binge watch a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, probably use my Memorial Day Monday to binge watch uh, most of uh, season eight. By the sounds of it, so. it's uh, it's not too hot right now. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Not. Yeah. Kel- I, I Kelvin, you and I can do a little special episode, and we can go over the series and what we like and what we not like. I think we're gonna be doing something like that uh, pretty soon. That's fine. Yeah. And for me, I'm excited for next week because I'm gonna go to Nashville for a for Pod X, which is a podcast mm-hmm. convention. Um, right. And I'm excited about that. And I also have family down in Nashville, so I get to visit them as well. Nice. All Isn't right. that a battle cry? Uh, that's my nephew. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Uh, His for me, real name is not battle cry though. His real name's not Battlecry, but that's just the war name we have given him. That'd be him. an awesome. That'd be an awesome name. Right. <laughs> right. It would what's, have what's, been what? an awesome game. At name. What's your name? Battlecry. Battlecry. Let Battle me cry. see your Battlecry. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but for me, uh, I'm excited about E3. I'm excited to see uh, see what we have in store for us uh, this upcoming yeah, year uh, and and possibly next yeah. year. So. Oh yeah, Xbox is gonna. Microsoft is gonna have uh, a big big presentation. I'm 
now that Sony's not there. Yeah. Yeah, and I heard uh and I heard Anthem's gonna be putting some news out too. Hopefully yeah. it's good news. Hopefully it's probably good news. Probably not. Probably not. I, game, would, probably I, yeah, I game, wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I, I don't yeah. know. And also I'm excited maybe about Ubisoft, you know, what they're gonna be talking about. Maybe a new uh Watch Dogs three on Splinter Cell. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Game Talk. Please join us next week where we talk about all the things we played this year. See you then.